0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today's episode, we got a special guest in the building. That's right. You know, anyways, we got a special guest in the building. He's actually a homie of mine. This is the guy that basically put me on the map for all the shows and festivals that has happened in Florida. When I'm talking about shows in Florida, I'm talking about like Club Cinema opening up for Jello Club. Life in Color. Like, what the hell? Life in Color. Clutch Space, Hard Nightclub, which I open up for OK, Bear Grills, Seven Lions. I also open up for Dr. P, Nitty Greedy, Adventure Club. Like, I can name you a few. This guy is the reason why I managed to be one of the most trusted producers in South Florida. He is the one and only Lucho. Now, he's also the head of Apex Presents, Vertex and Vertex Recording, which is his own record label that involves a lot of the trance music, progressive and techno as well. Now, when it comes to his festivals and his shows, it's under Apex and Vertex. We had actually a great talk, basically. We started it off by just a little catching up and trying to, like, you know, get it out of your system. All the shit that's been happening with today's world with the politics and the pandemic and how we're trying to persevere ourselves from it. We're also trying to, you know, come up with what is it that he's going through since he's also a club promoter? And what are the steps that he's actually taken to be on guidelines with the CDC and following those legal stuff, you know? The business is not very good but he's giving out his own perspective of how fins are actually working we had a great conversation and we just basically went on a rabbit hole on talking about all other bunch of stuff catching up some other stuff that we also mentioned on when it comes to up and commerce the the business side to the promotion company the business side to the the ugly truth of the industry One of the things that he's doing as a record label owner and one of the things that he's actually persevering about. And as well, we finish it up, you know, with some tips and tricks, you know, to let everybody know what you should and you shouldn't be doing. It's a great episode. And I wanted for him to be part of this episode because, you know, sometimes we come out and blame the promoter for doing all this sort of stuff. But, you know, you got to fill in and step into their their view and their perspective and their shoes of all the shit they had to deal with just to make a great show and a great festival for all of you guys. So it was actually pretty great. We got some good insights and I can't wait for you guys to see it. Now, be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel at lonewolfpod.com. That's lonewolfpod.com, where you can check all my latest episodes. We need to get to a hundred followers or subscribers at YouTube, so YouTube can give me my own name and my YouTube link. Instead of going for lonewolfpod.com, you can just say go to YouTube at lone, the Lone Wolf Pod. Simple as that. You know. Instead of going the whole what, link and all that shit, uh, you know. But anyways, help me out with that, guys. You know, spread it around, share it. Let everybody know my whole world, what I'm doing, what I do for a living. As well as you can also check me on all my social medias at Wolves & Music for any recent updates, clips. And of course, you can also check out my Twitch channel at Wolves & Music when you can also check my episode before its actual air release it will be a a free live stream for you guys to check that out as well as you can also check me on my twitch for video gaming perhaps wink wink also you can also see me on any of my descriptions for any of my equipments as well as all the sessions that i'm trying to do all the music that i'm trying to do you know guys let me know what you guys want hit me up Send me a text, DM me, give me a topic. If there's a specific topic you want me to cover, I'll be more than happy to do so. If there's any other stuff that you guys want me to do, let me know and hit me up at Wolves and Music. Now, without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. Boom! You see me now? Yeah, I see you. What's up, buddy? yo was good Was good good brother what's going on man what's happening welcome to the show man
1: thank you man thanks for inviting me man
0: no of course man i'm super happy that you were able to say yes to this man i was actually very nervous
1: no man i mean i'm always down for this you know um i like this uh talks you know in regards <laughs> of everything what's going on you know i feel like it's necessary to get the word out there you know
0: I 100% agree with you, man. Like, I, And I like it that you're so involved with this sort of stuff, man, because this is one of my new passions. This is something I've been actually like heavily, heavily invested my time, m- energy, and money on this. So this is something that I want to do on a long road, you know, because I feel like back when I was doing DJing and music production and all that, that I feel like... Uh, I was so restricted in certain things and I put in so much pressure to myself on on certain things that I didn't feel like I had a voice about it. And this platform just gave me the voice I always wanted, you know? Yeah, just, of course. Especially, you know, like in today's world, what's happening with this whole COVID shit that, you know, everybody's been dealing with, you know, I feel like it's what you said, you know, it's we need to talk more, you know, we need to discuss yeah, more because I feel like this is breaking down on us little by little, and we just don't realize it.
1: Yeah, 100%. I agree with you, man. It's, it's, just, it's, uh, we can curse, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Curse-free. <laughs> it's, it's a
1: fucked up situation that we're living in. It's yeah. a very fucked up situation. I'm Sorry for all the listeners. Uh, I try to get excited when I talk and I express my emotions sometimes with, with passion, you know? So this is yeah. a just fucked up scenario for everybody, not just in the music industry. And uh, obviously, you know, it's weird times, man, you know, and obviously just, we don't know what's next. I do see a light at the end of the tunnel now. Uh, I agree. Thank God. And obviously they still look at us like we're like the the Florida people We're like a little bit too wild, you know, but I just, it's just the way I mean, it's, this is a politic game, man, you know, and, and I hate it in politics. I, it's one of the things that I, I've been trying to avoid this entire time is, you know, it's politics, bro, and race, those yes. two things, because obviously as an artist and as a, as an entrepreneur, was it like a public figure or even as an individual? Mm -hmm. there's a few things you can always try to stay away from is politics and race issues because it's just a complicated area, man. It's just, it's, it's just, you're never going to please, you're never going to please anybody. One thing is I I do speak about sports because obviously I'm a fan mm -hmm. of sports. So obviously, you know, I don't give a fuck if you don't like my team. That's your problem, but that's my team. However, politics and race is just, Something very delicate, you know, very sensitive and, it, and not everybody, exactly.
0: ha- not everybody has like the ability to have a, a conversation about it. Everybody's jumping the gun on each other's throats, you know, for whatever yeah, race, man. you know, and like, it, dude, like if we could be a little bit more human about it, if we just talk and listen to each other, that's how we can understand each other. Yeah. But If you're going to be throwing the race car or you're going to be throwing politics in the name of certain <laughs> certain and whatnot, then. We're not going to go anywhere, you know, like, anywhere. And I'm with you on that. I stay away from race, politics and everything because I feel that's a leash. That's a parasite yeah. topic. I can it's have. Terrible. a Yeah, I can have a conversation with you. I can have a conversation with anybody, who whether I don't give a fuck whether you voted for Biden, whether you voted for Trump, whether you are black, white, brown, Asian, native. I don't care. Like you, I can have. Conversations, I can I want to try to understand each other. You know, I want that's exactly that's the whole point about it. But if you're gonna be throwing punches at me saying, like, no, what who you vote for, it's like I didn't have to tell you that. Yeah, like, I voted I, what I voted. Oh, well, if you voted for Biden, you know, the blah, blah blah it's like who say I voted for Biden? Why why are you oh no, because exactly. it's Trump and blah blah blah, or it's Biden and nobody, and no, you're a Trump supporter, you're racist. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I know a lot of Trump supporters. That are, that are friends with mine that are not racist. It just so happened yeah. that they portray like that. And same goes with the Democrats. There's so many Democrats around that, believe it or not, they're racist, too. It's just they hide the face about it. But again, nobody has the time or energy to have that conversation because everybody's going to jump with that gun. And I stay away from the fuck about it, bro. And I'm with you. I just rather stick with the sports and music because that's what makes me happy. That's There's less stress. Let's stress.
1: No, I agree with you, brother. It's just a very delicate subject that you know I try to stay away as far as possible. I just like to touch my few points here and there when it comes to you know my opinion, and it's obviously yeah. my opinion. Of course, I think it's a politic, a politic thing. Uh, you know, and um, despite whoever is going to be elected, apparently it's Biden. But then again, supposedly this Monday is going to be a chaotic thing. Whatever, I don't care to be honest. Mm-hmm. We're in this shit together, regardless if you're Republican or Democrat. And we just need to get out there and, like, fix this shit, you know, like, regardless of mm-hmm. whoever it is, if it's going to be Biden, if it's going to be Trump, we have to come out of this thing victorious and uh, end this bullshit because, you know, like, you know, it's not Trump's fault or, like, uh, you, you, they keep blaming the guy. It's just a worldwide thing. You know, it's happening everywhere. Everyone, yeah. I think, is a major force. That it's basically upon us that is just shedding on everything. It's world domination is the way I look at things. You know, this shit came out of fucking pig or a fucking bat. Oh
0: yeah, you know.
1: So it's I I personally think that you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. Uh, I've seen it. You know, a lot of people already fed up with this thing. People that already got COVID. You know, I got COVID not too long ago. Actually, no. Yeah, man. It was. Are you serious? Yeah, I got I got COVID. I believe was. I went to a show. I was actually in Mexico. No, I played in Mexico in October and then I came back. Then I went back to Mexico which it was just for fun, right? Yeah. I had a time of my life. The second I came back, I was like, I feel weird, you know? People think it's just kind of like, oh, it's just a regular cult. No, it's Mm. not. The virus is real. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. It's fucking real. So here's the thing, man. It's not what they make you see oh my god you're gonna turn into fucking zombies. what people think you know like <laughs> I'm, just being, I'm just being a little bit extra but but it's just for me i looked at it as like a paid vacation room service type of thing because obviously you know nothing really happened i lost my taste and my my smell my you know my smell and all that stuff oh, um wow. minor headaches you know and just fatigued you know just tired you know like for two weeks. Other than that, I get out of it. I took advantage of it, though, you know, because I couldn't smell or taste shit, bro. They could have easily fed me dog shit, and I would be and, like...
0: And you wouldn't even know oh, about it. Okay. I wouldn't even know what the hell it was, you
1: know? <laughs> so I took advantage. I was, you know what? I'm going to fucking continue my diet. I'm going to fucking eat extra, extra, extra healthy. Like, oh. just bro, like, things that I would never eat with my my taste and smell. Right. So I was like, fuck it. You know? Take- I had two weeks of Pure best food in the world, obviously nasty shit, you know. But good for you. <laughs> so other than that, I got out of it. I'm like, fuck! I'm still so positive. What the fuck, you know? But I, was, I had no symptoms at all. I was working out. I was, in, you know, obviously with precautions at my house, and obviously I have a gym at my house, so I work inside my house. I didn't go out there and of that. Right, right. <laughs> But the virus is real, man, and it's not like what they say. Oh, it's a little fucking cold, you know. None. No. It's not. It's strong. Mm-hmm. If you know, I, I felt, I felt the 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 power of that. But obviously, you know, I've been very healthy and thank God. And then so I managed it really well. But yeah, man, it's not for me. It was just it was very easy. It was again, it was it was vacation after the vacation.
0: Wow. For me. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I can confirm you that the virus is real because my girl works in the COVID unit. Yeah. So she deals with that shit mostly every day at work. And, you know, she takes very precautious shit. Like she, she can she can test during their work. Like she has like three different masks besides the regular mask you get covered. She has another layer of a mask and another one, which is the N95 one. And then the shield thing. So yeah. she's like, and she works it. And she tells me like, yo, it's serious. It's real. It ain't, ain't no bull how everybody say it's a host. Like, no, it's a real deal because oh, it's people- real. People are literally coming over to her rehab center, sick from the hospital. Like they need to rehab, to it, but they're with the COVID. So they're like social distance yeah. all around. And he, and she takes the the test every week, every week, nonstop.
1: Yeah, I just I just feel like, you know, uh, this situation, obviously, there's ways to do things. And obviously, this is the way they decided to do things with so precautions. Uh, obviously, I'm not against it, you know. I just feel like right now, I just feel like the economy needs to reopen immediately. Yeah. And whoever is vulnerable needs to stay at home. You need to take care of your vulnerable people, but you cannot keep sinking this country and the world, you know, because it's just, you know, how many people you actually think, you know, like there's, there's, there's been pandemics before. And obviously, you know, like yeah what we're doing right now is just, it just, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff happening, which, you know, I wish we could get into it so into depth because, you know, yeah. it's just, we will have the entire day talking. You know, we're going to have to just sit down over here and yeah. fuck some beers and talk some more shit, you know, yeah. because it will get crazy. And obviously, I don't want to get trashed down the road. Oh, yeah. No, pandemic, it is real. Virus is real. We need to take care of our older people. We need to take care of our people. However, however, my beliefs is that, you know, if you're not, you don't feel safe, stay home. Yeah. If you're okay, you know, you need to continue doing your life, continue doing your business right. without so many restrictions because you know our livelihood is trashed right now. It's out down the drain. And one of the hardest things, believe it or not, uh during my time when I had COVID, was mm-hmm. being alone. Lonely. That was
0: killer, bro. Being tell, by tell yourself. Tell me yeah, tell me more while. about how you actually like quarantine yourself within your house, even though you got your family and your daughter around, like tell me more. Are they all safe? First of all,
1: yeah, they're all safe. They're thank okay. God. Uh, I basically came back from Mexico. Um, I felt a little bit off, you know, like I felt like my body was, little. Uh, something's going on, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, let me go check myself. I tested positive immediately staying in my, in my, my I, I have uh, my house. I have my room and I have now a studio completely full of, for just studio and office mm-hmm. and my own bathroom. So, The rest of the house is my daughter's room. Um, I have another guest room and I have uh, the master. Yeah. So everybody was on the other side of the house and I was on this side of the house. And then obviously, you know, I fucking Uber eats 24 seven. I got to, but what the fuck am I doing? You know, the first (laughs) two days of it, I don't even taste food. Fuck that. You know? So, uh, I told my mom, Hey, you know, I need this, 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 and that, you know, like, you know, whatever, you know? So my mom and my dad, they actually took care of this, that situation. They helped me through it. It was, it was a blessing. Thanks to them, you know? Uh, even though I was perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. but I was, I didn't go out at all. I didn't, I had to FaceTime my daughter. I had to FaceTime everybody. I had to basically, you know, uh, one of the things is that if you have a master's degree in watching Netflix, you're good. (laughs) If you have a master's degree in playing video games, you're good. If you have a mat, <laughs> and, and if you make music or, or you DJ or you fucking, you know, work from home, you're, you're good. Yeah. It's not going to be as hard. So that goes back to my point that mm-hmm. if you are not that type of like, especially the older people, you know, that they're not so savvy with technology mm-hmm. and they don't even know how to use a remote control or a cell phone, you know, they're going to have it hard because loneliness during COVID, like when, when you have the symptom, yeah. and, you know, not be able to smell, fatigue and all. It's just. It's terrible. You know, loneliness during those periods of time is just bad. It's just like, I, I was fucking frustrated. You know, I was like, what the fuck, man? I feel good. I want to get out, but I can't because I don't want people to I don't be contagious to anybody. You know, it was just that was my my toughest thing during wow. when I had COVID, being alone, not being able to do shit, you know, right. quarantine in a fucking two rooms, you know. So that is was for me. That was the toughest part.
0: That's hard. That's gotta be hard and i had my family come over here to my apartment with my brother so i had my both my parents came over and they stayed home because they say in puerto rico is even worse puerto rico is like literally the real definition of a lockdown because here in miami at least you had the ability to like walk around with the dog you know wearing masks or something over there is like you can't even walk the dog so yeah, yeah that, and you can't you cannot even go to any of the uh, food places or the supermarket or even the pharmacy, only in hospitals are the only reason. So they say like, nah, they'll shoot themselves in, in the foot if they stay over there. So they came over and they stay over with me and my brother. And my brother actually stayed over where his best friend's house because he felt like it's too crowded. But even so, it, yeah, I, I can actually understand the, what you're trying to get to. But that's imagine how many families had to move in together without having the sentence. And the way you actually went through that must be even worse the fact that you can't even have any 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 contact with any of your family members directly
1: yeah it's tough and and, and it's difficult you know but in reality man i'm very blessed um it it was it was i i hate saying it like that because it's it's terrible Mm. but for me it was a like it was very easy you know obviously there was my tough moments of like oh what the hell you know i want to get out i can't stand this place you know but yeah thank god it's over for me uh i don't even know you could get it again or not i heard multiple things i heard you could get it again i heard you're already immune to it for a couple months for a couple i don't even know
0: uh for what i heard is that it all depends on your body just like any any just like anything it all depends on your body how it reacts so even though if you get it maybe your body can already knows what to expect if you get it again and, you know, yeah. you can re- reject it or maybe your body can handle it the first time and could and can handle the second time. So like it, it all depends on the body, you know? The yeah. It's a gamble. Yeah. Still, you
1: still got to take precautions regardless. If yeah. Had it
0: or not. I agree. I agree, man. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. I'm sorry that you, ma- you had to go through that. You know, it, it must be terrible, dude.
1: Yeah. Thank God it's everything's good. You know? Um, it wasn't, you know, as tough as, you know,
0: but we're here. Yeah, we're here, man. And, you know, for our listeners, COVID is real, guys. So stop fucking it around. Okay. Because, um. Wear your mask. Yeah, please. Wear your mask. Wear your mask everywhere. I get I get heated. Now I get heated when when people are near me and they don't have their mask. I go, I look at this face like, yo, seriously, guys, not only you're not doing social distancing, but you don't have your fucking mask. Oh, fuck away from me
1: yeah it's, it's just it's it's weird now you know it's just a little weird like you know when i'm around uh mind you the clubs are open you know yeah in miami so i'm constantly there in my business and uh and people start drinking they took off their masks people get drunk uh, they, you know they, yeah, yeah, they yo, forgot you gotta like call, yeah. uh, take off your mask. however it, it gets to a point that you know random people just you don't even know how to say hi to them you know like uh, hug them give them their hand mm. give them their fist Girls that you usually like, hey, how are you? Give a kiss on the cheek. You don't even know how you, you should do that or not. It's just a weird moment. You don't even know how to say hi to people now.
0: Yo. So it's just it, it's
1: it's a it's a it's a funny scenario because you know like uh, a lot of colleague DJs that I work with, you know, they, I haven't seen them in months, almost years, due to this bullshit. I'm like, should I hug you? Should I tap you? Should yeah. I what do we do, man? You know, <laughs> I'm excited to see you. You know, so it just it's just weird moments, man. And hopefully, like I said, this is hopefully this is over. ASAP because you know, like we need to go back to our lives. No, I agree. That's that is key thing, man. We need to go back to our lives to be able to experience, you know, again those moments, man. Because it's it's just tough. People are a lot. People are suffering, man. They're suffering a lot because that change was way too drastic out of the out of the blue.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe in a way, it's good so that way we are prepared for the next one. Because it came out of left fear when this shit happened. And oh yeah. And now that it, it did happen, now we know how to do it. The next time it does happen, like we'll be like, all right, we know what to do. We all right, lock down everybody, let's go this shit again. Just get this over with and we could come back, you know?
1: I agree with you, man. I think this test I think this was a test from Mother Nature, I, say. I think it worked for them. So mm. now I'm pretty sure they're gonna start working on some major sh- major shit. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hey Yeah. There's that conspiracy things, you know, uh, you know, like I I try to, you know, just look at him, but I, I try to just keep it to myself not to put it out there like that. Because, Amen. you know, again, that's another... Another subject, you know, that people are like, oh, you're into conspiracies, but oh
0: fuck? You know, that's man, that's fake, blah 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 blah. All right, let's can, go back to the. Movie. We you and me, we could be spending hours and hours talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, so like man. one of my major conspiracy theories is that I always believe that the government is corrupted as it is, you know, like, and it's because I grew up in Puerto Rico, and I, as I grew up in Puerto Rico, I can actually see the government being corrupted, like in your face. They don't try to, they don't even pretend to hide it in, at all. They just Put it in your face like, yeah, we're stealing money. Like, yeah, the police is corrupted. They'll, they'll fuck you up with ARs and shit and whatnot. I was like, what the fuck? So I always, my biggest conspiracy theory is like, I always believe that it doesn't matter who's the president or who's the governor, who's our leader. I always believe there's somebody behind them doing their things, you know, like, you know, yeah, say, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep saying that. Keep saying that. Get the people riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep doing that. Get that. So I always believe yeah. that that's a front man. The real people behind the actual power of the nation is some a group of people or poor or something. That's yeah, my theory, you know, man, You know I
1: agree. That, and I agree with you, bro. Like I said, we could spend days talking about this. And if you, yeah. if you wanna spend and if you wanna spend years we can get Manny into this conversation. <laughs> you know Manny, bro. Yo, no, cousin. no, no. <laughs> Done, bro. Don't forget ew, about ew. it. <laughs> this guy does not give a fuck, man. This guy no. will fucking point fingers. He will start dropping names. Oh fuck you, fuck this. I'm like Manny, man. Oh God, bro. God, you gotta see Manny. Those-
0: <laughs> bro, I even remember when we used to do street promo together. Manny will tell me all these theories. I'm like, oh man, and bro. I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, you don't even
1: want to know what has been this past <laughs> nine months with Manny, bro. No. Talking about everything from <laughs> beginning to end. It's
0: I crazy. even remember the time where Manny tells me like, yo, like all these, all these dubstep producers are all satanic. They all do rituals. Just like, Manny, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Manny, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like Skrillex. Like, what do you think? He's always got the sit, sit, sit on his brand. That's because he did some uh, deal with the devil and look, and he always <laughs> puts on the music bit vid- on the music videos. Look at the red lips. It's all about oh, the devil man. and shit like that. I'm like, I'm like, bro,
1: oh, I bro. love Manny. Like,
0: and and, and, and you know goes. what? You know what? It feels like Manny is like that type of guy that you need to smoke some weed, oh, to boy. go on a trip and then understand what he's going for. I don't even have to smoke weed to go on that high note. I'm like, Whoa.
1: bro. Like, that's the perfect guy for you to take on road trips. Yes. <laughs> that is it, man. So, Manny, if you're hearing this, bro, I love you. I miss you. I'll talk to you later. Hopefully, you know, you're giving me more of your stories.
0: I love you, Manny, man. If you're listening, yes, please, bro. I miss you a lot. It's been a while since we talked. And, oh, my God, I want him now in my show. Oh my god, that will never end. That's gonna be one of those episodes that it's never gonna end with him. Like, I, I want you one, man, Manny. I really want you. Now I'm now I'm pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, bro, Manny. Um, yeah, bro. So I actually wanna go go on with you with the with the whole club scene because I know you're the head person to go through about all sets, and I know that you're in there, so I can actually give you more direct questions to say, like, what is really going on in in the club scene now with all this so,
1: shit. it it is a it is a weird scenario again mm-hmm. however we've been blessed my business right now um, I'm a partner at Treehouse Miami in South Beach Miami Beach been there for almost three years after you know I worked at Space Hard Night Club Nocturnal right. and obviously you know our uh, I own a festival Forbidden Kingdom Woo-hoo! which is which is uh recently got we got in business with Insomniac, which is something humongous for us.
0: Yo, congratulations on that, man!
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So in the festival world, obviously, as you know, uh, things are completely stopped because you know it's just massive. You know, ga- massive gatherings. You know, and not knowing where this is gonna take us. You know, so you know, there's obviously no way for us to do festivals at the moment. Right. There's a lot of festivals out there trying to. Announced mm-hmm. dates for 2022, you know, including ours. However, you know, I'm very optimistic with everything that is happening with the vaccine and whatever, whatever, whatnot, you know, I just, it just, and it's just being honest, man, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be the tough one, you know, I don't want to say no, but like, mm-hmm. like, it's just, we get it. And that's why I said it's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I wish I will say yes, you know, all festivals for 2000, are going to happen it's going to be a close call, you know, but hopefully, mm. you know, we manage through the next uh, couple months. Mm. And, uh, cause man, I would love to see every festival happen, man. I see there's a lot of businesses out there that, you know, people that live with it, you know, like bartenders, club promoters, right. uh, talent buyers, DJs themselves, light guys, you know, effects, dancers, all kind of stuff, you know, like production teams, you know, uh, just the hospitality business have taken a humongous toll. Uh, when it comes to, you know, yeah. this situation. So I will I'm very hopeful that happens, that comes back to normal as soon as possible. People are eager for that, you know, so yeah, I'm excited. So when it comes to the club scene, especially right now in Miami, we're pretty much one of the few cities in the world that it's open, you know, and it's uh mm. it's very it's 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 very controversial. But like I said before like I said it before, you know, there's this is a very a political thing, you know. Yeah. Thank you desantis i love you bro if it wasn't for you man you know i would be probably you know i don't even know where man i mean <laughs> i would run out of fucking all my savings but thank you for opening up florida uh we try to do our best right. to keep it safe when it comes to our operations uh obviously mask, uh masks are required we do temperature checks when they come in uh we have sanitation stations you know throughout the venue for people to just you know their okay. hands, our DJ booth at tree houses being covered with plexiglass. Obviously we don't allow any smoking inside the venue. When, you know, we, by law, we are allowed to have a dance floor as long as we have uh, uh, a mask, mask. Right. However, if very honest, you know, I'm not going to come on BSU, you know, and people, mm. people kill me for saying these things. It's very difficult to contain people with wearing their mask
0: I, once, they're having right.
1: diff- once they start drinking.
0: Yeah, it's game you know, over. They
1: lose their mask, you know, they just forget to put it back on, you know, because it just um I guess Floridians, man, it's just it's it's uh it's a weird species, you know. <laughs> all of us. Hey man. And, um we tend not to listen. You know, we have a very difficult time to, you know stubbornness <laughs> to follow guidelines. But yeah. we try to enforce as much as we can. We have limited capacity. And uh yeah, man, it's just you know that's what we've been doing since uh a- early October since so the first week of October. until right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just becoming a, uh, the momentum's picking up, you know, like it for, for all of us. And I'm excited for it because this entire time has given a lot of time to think, you know, and to regroup for all of us to be able to execute a better system when it comes to, you know, getting the shows mm-hmm. out, you know, because before, you know, Miami has been a very, Miami in general, people have been very spoiled and they taking a lot of these things for granted. Yeah. And, uh, like they don't, Oh no, I'm not going to buy a ticket for that. Fuck that blah, blah, blah. Now, dude, you know, you want this more than any anything else because you don't want to be home no more. You're tired of it. You're already, yeah. just, these restrictions is killing you, you know? So people go there, you know, they respectfully buy their own tickets, you know, and obviously us as a venue, we have, we're a weekly venue. We have shows every Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Oh wow! So we try to keep it very affordable, like twenty bucks to get in, and all that stuff. You know, like we do some free before seven p.m. because our new curfew is—it's obviously you know our new hours are from six p.m. until midnight. That's the club operation hours right now.
0: Really?
1: Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, and it's and we've been we've been doing this since uh, beginning of October. Uh However, there's a lot of individuals out there. Which I obviously do not support that been doing illegal events. Breach. Breach. Uh illegal events, obviously regular hours until carrying on to after hours and not giving a fuck about other businesses because they're doing, you know, they're just basically coming up, you know, they're going YOLO. They're going YOLO on this, bro. At the same time, they look at the way I look at things is, you know, you put in other legitimate businesses are following these guidelines out of business. Because you're 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 pushing you're you are you are breaking the restrictions by doing things on your own, and this is only going to affect
0: everyone. Only
1: going to affect us in the long run. Because yeah, that means you don't give a fuck about the restrictions. So what happens if down the road something goes bad in one of your events, it's illegally done, and this backfires into the people that are doing things legally with establishments like ours, and it, it affects us. So. I feel like you know if this is the time for us to do things the right way, legally, and uh, and try to follow all restrictions as far as you can. You know, especially curfew and capacity issues because of. I mean, it's just we want to open full cap full capacity, and obviously, with you know, like with our regular hours. But if we keep breaking the law, obviously, you know, they're gonna be, there's gonna be like you know, it's-, it's like a child. You know, you keep getting uh, you know, you keep being you know you know, uh, you can be doing, you, you keep doing bad things, you know, they're not going to give you Hey, you know, here's your, you know, your, your reward, you know, go ahead. You know, they're going to keep spanking you, you know? Yeah.
0: They're going to keep So I you. feel
1: like we have to tighten it up a little bit when it comes with, as far as restrictions and, and, uh, on all these illegal activities. And for us to be able to settle into a, like a, a good system. And then obviously little by little start giving us a little more lead way when it comes to hours, when it comes to capacity because we're running right now at 15 capacity plus you know we have to shut down at 12 which is that's what we've been doing it you know and we already got used to it however obviously we want our regular hours because what is the difference for us to you know oper- operate from six to twelve then to twelve to five you know what is it does it code attacks at night what is this you know like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't make any sense you know so again it just going back to the political situation, which, you know, it's kind of whack, but that's what we're doing in the music industry as far as Miami with, with our venue. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, we're it out, man, day by day. We don't know what could happen tomorrow, what could happen tonight, you know, but day right. by day, we don't know, we don't have any certainties of shit, you know?
0: I, I wanted to go with you on certain things that you mentioned because, yeah, one of the major things that you did say was those illegal parties. Yeah. If they continue to do it, it's going to fit you guys all around. It's going to screw you guys in the ass. And then and later on, the government's like, why? If, you know, you guys can follow the rules, what should we give everybody? It's like, no, don't punish us. Punish them. It's like, no. It's it's basically, you know, one does something, everybody gets punished. Just like a typical classroom. It's like, you yeah. like, Funano hizo esto, ahora todo mundo está castigado. <laughs> Same line. Yeah,
1: brother. It's it, Like I said, it's weird, weird times. And we're just trying to make the best out of it, you know, legally. We're trying to respect as much as we can everything that's on our on our table, you know. However, I, I do believe that this curfew situation is absurd due to the fact that, you know, like, hey, what is the difference between 6 to 12 and 12 to 5? You know, it, I went it, to Walmart not too long ago. And uh, Walmart is usually 24 hours. And I went there I around twelve till 15 twelve fifteen. I'm like, oh, we're closed. Why? Oh, because of COVID. And I'm like, what the fuck does COVID <laughs> have to do with you opening up for fucking five <laughs> to four to five? You know, I need to get some shit for my to fucking hang my clothes. You know, like yo, but it's just for COVID, I'm like, what, does a COVID attack at night? Is you know what it is? It's
0: like yo, but <laughs> it, that's actually a good point because I I actually never thought about it on that perspective. Like that's very good. And why? Like what? Is is it more because of the control? Like we're trying to contain this shit as much as can. We're trying to control people, making sure maybe it's maybe it's a political thing, maybe it's a control thing. But I didn't thought about that in that perspective. Maybe it's safety issues, I guess. But it really doesn't matter if if it really doesn't matter because you can get COVID as much as at nighttime as much as at daytime. Exactly. It's just with the people that you're you're with, you know. Exactly. You know. And Just like traveling on a plane, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's recycled air, air right there. It's insane. Yeah. So, I, one of those cancel... I want to touch you. Have you heard about the Wharf? The Wharf, yes. So, you My know... My boy's uh,
1: one of the partners, uh, Emmy, Emmy Guerra.
0: Oh, yeah, the one in Florida or the one in Miami? On um, both. Oh, on both? Yeah, he's, uh, he's... I believe he's the owner of both. He's a partner of uh, both Wharfs. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you already heard what happened to them then.
1: I heard a little bit of, I tried to, I didn't read the whole entire story, but uh, I, I mean, it's just kind of messed up. You know, you're talking about the cancel
0: culture, Uh, cancel culture. Whoa. What happened to them?
1: Oh, I, no, 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 I'm talking about, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. What was the, what was the exact question?
0: When it was okay. Before? So the, so what I was trying to get to is, uh, putting the example of, you know, of places that are doing things illegally and putting people at full capacity. Unfortunately, the wharf happened to be one of them that were putting at full capacity as much as they can and you see everybody without mask like not not and no social distance it was like literally like right here like if you were going on a regular club like that the right the, yeah. the, the way i know it's because one of the djs that, w- that was performing dj fielo which i told him that was a stupid thing to do whether he was there participating djing or recording He actually put that on his story and he's the DJ of the Miami Marlins and he might actually lost that gig with the Marlins because he actually recorded like put on his story saying like, oh yeah, the wharf, we're back in business. Bro, you see everybody, everybody without a mask, everybody's without practicing social distancing. Nobody was giving a fuck. Everybody was like, like this. The bar was slammed. All the bartenders were all covered up, protected, and everything. But the bar was just slammed. Everybody was just pushing each other out like it was a regular day. That's what I saw. And then that's where two days later, Wharf got shut down completely. Like with by, CD, by the city's code compliance and everything. And CDC came down. I heard that they got fines out of it. I was like, wow. See, this is exactly what you should have not done, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, I have big feelings on those things, you know? Like, okay, obviously respecting, talk to
0: me. Respecting, obviously, everybody's beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what do you expect when you go to a bar with food and drinks and all that stuff, you know? Mm. It's just like, what do you expect? How do you practice social distancing going to a bar with a person next to each other, like trying to get a drink, you know? And like, like it's just, it's common sense, you know? Like, if you're going to be complaining about it you know don't go you know because the way i see these things happening this situation has happened because somebody like decided to be a dick about it and report this with other people you know like bro this is a this is a business you know like why is it walmart or fucking you know how many people grab their milk the, the and then put it cereals, back and they put it back oh no i don't want this one i want this one oh, you know how many people you know like it's just, you know, it's just at the end of the day, we need to like snap out of this BS, you know, mm-hmm. and if you, if you, if you're not there, you know, don't need to go bash another business because mm-hmm. they're, they're doing what they're doing at the end of the day, they're going to figure it out. You know, the people that are going there, they're going to figure it out, even if they get sick or whatever the situation is, you know, but mm-hmm. let, 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 just people need to stay out of people's business. This is the way I just think of it, you know, like, yes, mm-hmm. they should have probably follow, you know, I, I, to be honest, I didn't see those pictures. I did read a little bit about the article, you know, I just, uh, and obviously I didn't see none of those pictures. I didn't, I, didn't, I don't know the entire story mm-hmm. and I obviously, you know, and even if I knew about it, obviously this is my, this is uh, somebody that I worked in the past and obviously I wish him the best and hopefully right. this thing ends for them. You know, they open back up because they have a great business model and I admire him. Uh, he's been a, a huge role model to everything that I've done in the past. So, but uh, whatever they did, obviously, you know, like everything has its repercussions, you know. So, in my honest opinion, I just think that, you know, it's very difficult, man. You know, like I told you earlier, you know, to control the masses, you know, when it comes to entertainment, it's very difficult, you know, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. But the situation is it's just like you can't control the fact that people have been restricted to do what they usually do in their livelihood, you know, like, and you have right. to. Like snap out of it, you know. Like if you if you are, for example, you know, worried about what's gonna happen, stay home and stay mm. out of people's business. That's mm. just my belief, man. You know, like if I didn't like, you know, what you know, the legal parties and all that stuff, you know, like fuck it, you know, like I, I, you know, mind your I business, have to say something because you know right. if it's gonna. If it's going to, if it's illegal, it's something different, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, they were allowed to open, they were allowed to, you know, run it, but they have to go through a certain protocol to be able to open, you know, if not, they would have done that. If they fail to do that, you know, again, that's, I don't know the entire story, but it's Mm -hmm. just the most, most of the situation has been because there's always a third person saying, Hey, you know, this and that point your fingers, you know, or something that I call it the snitch, you know?
0: <laughs> the boy that we do we live in a world that we see a lot of people like that bro
1: yeah man it just messed up
0: yeah it's it's very unfortunate man we we we've dealt a lot of those people when we were when we used to work together you know
1: oh it always happens bro people are jealous just jealous people and jealousy is something you know that
0: and and hey and I'll be honest with you I had people talking lots of shit about you while I was still working at you. And one of the things that they always tell me about is the same thing. The same thing. Keep in mind, oh, he's a snitch. He, he's a oh, he's an asshole. Like oh, he's a un cabron. And I'm like, okay, guys, like I work with the guy. Like, like uh, I don't it mind. Happened, bro. I don't mind. I don't look. But here, I don't mind that you're talking bad about him. But yeah, just don't do it in front of me because I still work with that guy. And then. At the same time, I kind of s- try to s- I'm trying to understand why they're talking like that while I'm still working with you and then I I look at it. I'm like he's not even close to half of the shit that people are talking about you. Like it I is- work with you pr- like n- like I was next to you. Like we co- we, yeah, had we to- were side
1: by side for, me for for a long time, you know.
0: Yeah, but like
1: th- th- there's a there's a thing that you know that I always say. People always going to assume because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're always going to have uh, that battle inside of them because sometimes they want to, you know, do the things that you do, or or be in a position that you that you are, or will do what, it's just there's several things. You know, you got to put it this way. But I'm gonna give you a perfect scenario. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah.
0: Lionel
1: Messi, right? Yeah, these guys are mega superstars, right? Right. But uh, you could ask any Lionel Messi fan, you know, and they're gonna talk the most shit about fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a fucking conceited piece of shit. Blah, 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 blah. And then this the same thing with Messi. You know, he thinks he's a fucking pretty boy, but, he yeah.
0: you
1: know, but it is what you know, people that actually know him, you know, have actually come out. Yo, this guy's a, you know, a huge gentleman, yep. you know, like blah, like they only speak positive about it because they're close to the people. So I think, you know, uh, one of the things, you know, it just I sometimes I come out as an asshole. Because you know, like I've been very protective of what I've done. You know, mm-hmm. again, you know, just like anybody is yeah. in their, any kind of business, they've been screwed up plenty of times. Yeah, I've been screwed up by a shitload of people. You know, and obviously, I'm here today. I'm happy where I'm at. Obviously, you know, with more aspirations, more goals, and obviously, more dreams. But um, I I mean, I've come across you. Oh, know, I thought you were a fucking asshole. You know, what I mean, number one thing is, you know, like I I can't see from too far. You know, so. Yeah. Like my, my, my 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 face expression is like, what the fuck, you know? Like looking at you, like you know, like like you know, it's not because I have like a like a like a, like a fuck you asshole face. It's just I just can't see from far, bro. I don't know <laughs> who you are. You know, I had an issue yesterday. By the way, I was at the venue. Oh yeah, at the club. And my boy, uh, uh, well he's a very well known DJ here, uh, Patrick M. He's a good mm-hmm. friend. Love that guy. And then uh, he went and he said hi to me from far. And I'm like, and I'm looking at what the fuck is that? You know, like, mind you, I have a picture of Patrick Cam. Like he was way bigger. You know, like I saw this guys looking in phenomenal shape and like short hair. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this? And obviously he has a mask. So it's even worse how to recognize people now, you know? So I'm like he's probably coming at me like, yo, he's a fucking asshole, you know? Like, uh, oh my God, bro. Obviously, no fucks given. I fucked the guy. Fuck COVID. I almost made that way because I love him. He's a great guy. However, you know, like, it's just, you got to know people, man. Like, you can't just come out and say, oh yeah, that guy's a fucking dick. He's an asshole. You know, he's blah, blah, blah. He's just niche. He's like, it's just, <laughs> people just have their own ways of doing things, you know, saying things. But unfortunately, in anything that you do, Mm-hmm. you're always gonna have haters
0: absolutely DJ,
1: you're always gonna have Whoa. haters you probably gonna you probably have a hater right now because you know you know what fuck this podcast fuck this i wanna do this so i'm gonna do it' always happens bro whatever you do you're always gonna bro. have a hater somewhere because you got you can't you can't be successful without creating you know people you know upset along the ways
0: i agree uh, even yeah as i was um coming out as a uh... As my first show with you on the Jello Claw, Life in Color, I started to have hate from people that I don't even know. I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then started to have hate from people that I know, and start talking shit behind my back. And I'm like, "Seriously, dude? Like, all I've done is help you progress yourself a little bit with me. I'm I, like, this is supposed to be my show, <laughs> and I help you along with it. You know? And now you're talking shit behind my back."
1: Yeah, bro. It like, happens, brother. And one of the things, one of the key things that I always tell my dad, and because my dad is the nicest fucking guy in the world, you know?
0: Oh, your dad and is I amazing. Tell my dad,
1: and, and I tell my dad, look, man. And obviously, you know, he grew, his entire life has been in Colombia. He has mm-hmm. a Colombian mentality. And obviously over here, I grew up over here. And uh, I, I actually learned a lot through all my mistakes and shit, you know? I'm very happy, like I said, where I'm at. And so I told him, look, you know, like, One of the things that has helped me, you know, to accomplish a lot of the goals that I've got is because, you know, sometimes you have to be a dick. You have to be an asshole.
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: Why? Because at the end of the day, it's you or it's them. Yeah. And obviously them, they're not going to cover your bills. They're not going to take care of you. They're not going to do any of your shit. They don't give a shit about you at all. This country, this country has taught you to, you know, to be a different person like Mm. you were before. So you have to, you know, At a certain extent, you know, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, like if you're doing, if you run a business, you know, like you either, you could be a boss, you could be a leader, you could be whatever the fuck you want, you know? So obviously, you know, you have to know how to communicate these things, you know, and in a way that you don't come across as a, as a, as an asshole, you know, but sometimes, you know, like there's a lot of sensitive people that need to be carried all around, holding their hand, you know, babysitting them, you know, and obviously, you don't need those people in, in your business or in no. your, because you, they're only going to drag you down. You know, you have yeah. to be able to have people that are going to understand. They're going to see through the bullshit and they're going to basically take shit like, you know, like how it is, you know, like you gotta be able to like take it like a man, you know, like, yo, move forward. You know, we're cool. When we're working, we're working We're good. We get things done, done, move on. When we're having fun,
0: we're having fun.
1: It's that simple. You got to separate business pleasure, you know, and, and, and obviously friendship and shit, you know, so.
0: I agree man. I found I I've, I've never touched the industry per se. So when I moved here to Miami, I kind of saw like the ugly truth of it, you know? This I kind of I I learned a lot from you actually. I learned a lot. I followed your lead and all the way cuz like I like you said before like there's so many people that are snitches, there's so many people that are shady as fuck. There's so many people that are Little crybabies and I see you dealing with that bullshit all around. And as as you as it's happening to you, I learn from it. Because it's like, wow, I, I never thought it was this ugly. When I, and, yeah, I man. and when I started to do my own fitness, it's like wow. I never knew how hard and how backstabbing people really are with all this shit.
1: It gets ugly, man. And uh, obviously, you know, you need to be, you need to be, clear. you just got to understand that today you're here, tomorrow you don't know who you're going to be, you know. So you have mm-hmm. to always look out for yourself. And obviously, your circle, you know, it always has to be very tight, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, like, you know, friends, bro, you can always count with one hand and you're probably going to have fingers left over, you know, without kind of so. And You've I do. You gotta be able to know how to, You gotta associate with and always yeah. associate with, with honest people, people that you can trust. Because out there, bro, there's nothing, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh,
0: snakes, unfortunately. Yeah. The yeah. word, man. I and that's something that I try to touch up in my podcast. I always try to like the whole reason I built the podcast is to share my experience. Share, I want to let everybody know, like this is what I went through. This is all the crap I had to go through this is all the stuff I did and this is all the stuff that's happening, that is, has happened. You know, I always try to shed the light on the ugly truth of in the industry because, you know, it's more of a like, are you ready for this? If you're ready for this, be prepared to deal with all of this, you know, because this is what's going to happen, you know. And I also, an episode I covered up, like, you know, like if you want to be a promoter that go be a promoter, if this is the way, go for it. But if you want to be a musician, if you want to be a music producer, like just stick with that. Don't do two things at the same time, because one may, one may succeed than the other, or you may fall on, on the other. And it's not, and it's not because I'm trying to take away anything from, from being a promoter. Cause I have no regrets of being a promoter. If I, if anything that I've, I actually am grateful that I became a promoter, especially with you, because I learned so much in this industry that I, I can actually can do my own path and then decide what I want to do. And then I try to clear the way for others, you know, say, hey guys, these are the routes. Choose which route you wanna take, you know? Yeah. And regardless, you're still gonna meet people that are like that. And you try to you try to be good, you know. You're not trying to be an asshole, you're not trying to be a fucking douchebag or any of them. You try to be the best because you're trying to. You try to build a business, you know, and you want your business to succeed as much as others. But I wish there's like a way in which we can actually like de- like I have a monitor or a detection sensor saying like this guy's going to stab you because there'll be a business will be a whole lot smoother.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: I want to actually cover you with some of the topics that I got right here that I know I shared with you. One of the things uh I want <clears throat> to start off with you because we actually went on a on a rabbit hole, a lot of things, and I like it. I love it, man. And I want to keep with that flow going, but it, I want to actually touch touch some of these stuff because I want my listeners to know who who you really are. Who is LuchO? You know, and you know the first things first is easy. Like what is what is it that got you into this business to begin with? Well,
1: <laughs> going back to day one, whew. Back in the day in Colombia, there's this CDs called uh, Trans Factory. Ooh. And it was with, uh, I wish I had the picture, man. It's like a little happy face with some sunglasses with it. It was just weird. It was, a, it was a weird, uh, cover, you know, got my attention. It was actually not even CDs. It was cassettes. Let me make that clear cassettes. Oh, so whatever, you know, I got that, that cassette, you know, and there was this track called, uh, it was from It's true, true, Her. Like it was, and it was, uh, it was bro. It was so, so cheesy, so cheesy. And they had, it also had a, oh man, I forgot the name of this, bro. You got me on that one, but it was a very <laughs> long ago. It was, it wasn't even here in the United States. It was in Colombia. So whatever, you know, like I got into it, you know, I came over here. Obviously I was a huge fan of Tiesto, Polk, mm, Polk. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I, you know, I was looking at videos all online from all, all of them, you know, and and yeah, man. I mean, the rest was just like yo. I like that, you know. Like, it was pretty cool, you know. This is early two thousand, but like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, you know. So back then, obviously, it was downloading music from Napster, you know, like damn. So Napster, bro, that's fucking Napster, way, you know. Then I I got over here. Then uh, I just rec- I was in part ninety six. They used to have a show called the Late Night Lab- Laboratory by George Alvarado. Imagine, bro, George still out there.
0: I wow. You, I didn't know you were into Power 96.
1: Well, they used to have Power 96, they used to have an electronic music show at the end, like really late, you know, mm. and that's how I discovered Global DJ Broadcast. That's how I discovered, you know, then 93.1 came out, which it was, you know, I was when I started like my early, you know, DJ stages, as far as like, 2001, 2002, you know, I started, you know, like with a, like a Newmark DJ set in my, in my room. Um, then I started going to check to see a uh, Paul TS Tiesto. So I became a huge fan of the music. I fell in love with the music. Uh, and I started DJing from my school, you know, I DJ from, my, from middle school and early high school, started DJing from my friend's house, you know, and obviously, you know, back then I needed to play everything to get people happy, you know, but when it comes to electronic music, I was my favorite hour, you know, just to fucking play all the fucking music. I wanted to, I w- always wanted to play what else. And then, um, so yeah, man, I started there. Uh, things got leading to other things. You know, I met some promoters. Uh, they recruited me to to start playing these all ages events. And met, uh, obviously, you know, this guy that unfortunately, you know, he had uh committed a, a very very bad crime. You know, oh. which I will not get into it. You no, know, no, it's very don't, sensitive.
0: Don't don't need to involve. Don't I don't want to be. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> but unfortunately, that happened.
1: But he actually gave me the the first opportunity to, you know, to play at a venue. So things started going the right way. Uh, I made the, the, the people doing these type of shows, I started moving up with, you know, older audience. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started different, uh, different audience, different venues, uh, And yeah, I started, you know, getting involved more with the nightlife scene. And obviously, I knew that, you know, promotion was going to be a key factor when it comes to, you know, uh, getting gigs you know so obviously you know okay cool no problem you know yeah i invite all my friends because if i'm gonna be playing bro regardless mm-hmm. if you're an artist or not an artist promotions are very important because like how you as an artist that you, you they in a show that you're playing right you're not gonna push that you're not gonna push that show how are you gonna get your friends to come out there and support you at a, at a club or a festival or event you know like you need to get your word out there you that, you that you're playing there that you're right. gonna, that you they're gonna so they can come and see you buy a ticket you make your money you know you take care of the business they take care of you they see you that you pull in audiences to go see you play they're gonna keep booking you you know like fuck yeah you know so i i in high school i started you know invited all my friends you know got my best friend yo i got these tickets you know why don't you just sell them you know make this money and then obviously you know uh you know you're gonna get into the event for free you know so I became, you know, that point of contact in high school. Uh and I started, you know, recruiting guys in my school, you know, to kind of, hey, I'm gonna be playing, you know, and if you wanna make some extra cash, you know, the party's gonna be super sick. It's gonna be at uh uh I don't know, it, it was uh back then it was a mat house, pawn shop, club space, one of the venues we used to do. We used to do a lot of venues, man. Unfortunately a lot of those venues are are they're done. They're uh yeah. so long story short and That led into, you know, into more business driven, um, career when it came to, you know, all right, cool. You know, I'm making money out of this. This is awesome. You know? So one of my, my biggest breaks on what happened was that I I did a show at space and there was obviously again, politics within the industry. Oh, you can't play for this guy because you know, if I'm going to, you are going to play for this side, I will never put you to play at club space. And because, and obviously space is a legendary venue. It's a venue that it's. it's like everybody's first love, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a space. It was my first love. I played there for many years. I was one of the residents for many years. But before that, you know, obviously it was a dream for myself, you know. So hey, you know, you will play here. You're gonna you you will open up for I believe it was Oscar or Cedric. I don't remember. So you cannot play for that guy because you play for that guy, you're not gonna play the show. Like, fuck man. All right, fuck it. You know whatever. You know it is what it is. You know. So I'll just pick one side. of, You know, because obviously I wasn't the. I didn't know the politics game. I just wanted to play. Exactly. Right? <clears throat> I didn't care about, you know, whatever. I didn't know any of that. But then, obviously, when I picked that side, I saw the dirty side of the business. Mm-hmm. I saw, like, you know, Talk who to fuck, like who's fucking each other up. You know, like, oh, shit. oh This is a very cutthroat business. This is crazy. Obviously, you know, I need to protect myself now, you know? So, whatever, you know, that show, I made really good money. It was, I remember that, uh, you know, I got home with a... S- bro... I made like so much back. Mind you, I was what, like 18, 17 years old. And, uh, I actually 16, 17, I think it was 16 or 17. I was like finishing high school. Wow. And, and bro, I've made like $5,000 on the show. And i couldn't believe it i was like what the fuck? wow and i came to my mom mom mom, mom look i got paid like, uh, she like what do you get that from you know, hey <laughs> you know, like, you know like, mom look at this got like so that was the breakthrough of, of like i started seeing holy shit. you know i can make this kind of money like you know on, on a show like wow right you know so then there's a the switch went on and obviously you know the rest was just history i started recruiting people from every major school uh, the universities, I started having a team of like 100 promoters. Uh, we were doing, we were selling out every show, we put in two thousand, three thousand kids in venues. It was just a madhouse, it was crazy. So, obviously, I, I started learning from a lot of these guys, you know, to get uh, more, I was getting more knowledge, obviously, getting the graphic designs done on time, printing flyers, printing posters, things that we did also for Life and Color, but that's became after right so they saw that uh i was doing a good job and then uh they did a research on like people on the scene so they picked me you know so that I could call hit me up uh hey would you be interested in playing for day back then you know
0: that's when so, you met um paul campbell and yes, became part of committee events
1: exactly so they put me on for the first day glow at space and I, was ha- I had a show at Nocturnal the same night, which it was my show. So, look, I'm, I have a show. And this is my my party. Uh, but, I mean, I could go DJ them. So, so, I sold them, like, you know, a good 70 tickets, you know, like, even though I wasn't super involved with them. so But they were really happy. They called me back for the second round of Dayglo. So, they offered me, look, I would like to get you fully, on board, uh, fully involved. So, I'll give you a percentage of the party. So, they gave me a percentage of the party. That party, bro, I sold them, like, 1,700 tickets, bro. It was a rage. It was outrageous. It was that was the breakthrough of like, all right, cool, you know, this is like some real shit, you know? So there is just history. I started working with them and then working with space directly for the, all, uh, for the 21 and over shows, but like the pool parties, like this was like 2007, 2006, you know, I stopped working with Life & Code for like four years. Then I came, they came back, you know, and they were basically done with school in Tallahassee. So they wanted to have their office here in Miami. They wanted to take Miami, basically, so... I worked, started working with them heavily, and um, the rest is just history, man. I learned a lot from those guys, from Paul, from Sebastian, you know. And then I created some good relationships from there. And then, thanks to a lot of those relationships that I created, it you know, I was able to build my own thing. You know, 2015, I uh, was already it was a good, I'll say, four years, five years that I did that I stayed with them. And then after my fifth year, I decided to part ways. On my own to do just my own stuff with my business partner pepe
0: that's around the time that that i that i left right it was like 2016 or something like that that's when you guys stopped
1: yeah we stopped uh we were already stopping but we were just introducing uh apex yeah well this is my my brand and then uh obviously you know our plans was to you know to build the festival you know so pepe was in charge of building the festival uh i was helping him with some promotions in there Mm-hmm. Mind you, in this whole entire process, you know, I've been DJing and I've been making music, but not as full time as I would have wanted to, because there was a lot of things happening yeah. all at once, you know? So that happened. We built uh, my new company. Thankfully, everything's been successful. And the recipe just history man it, it just took off you know but i've always been a huge fan when it comes to you know that's how it got me involved the, the love for the music you know and if you can make a living out of it you know it just it gives you more of a drive you know for things you know there's a thing man that you that you, that you say that you know if you find something that you love you know if you have a, if you find a job that you love that'll be the last that you ever work you know i agree and and i wake up every day And I love what I do and I love working with the people that I work with because if you have a good work environment, you know, it just makes things a lot easier, man. It's just like, you don't have to, you know, stress yourself about, you know, little things like this, this and that, you know, whatever, you know? So with that being said, man, yeah, man. I mean, that was like, that was like the, like a short version of the entire history of things, you know, what got me into it, you know, but if I have to pick one thing that got me into it, I have to say trans music, you know, my first love you
0: know so and, you've, and you and you worked with some of the greatest trans artists in the world like that That it's says a lot like one. you you know like you, it's not that you work with it it's the fact that man I I was honored and privileged to be with these people in the same room and have conversations and just enjoy music in general
1: yeah man It's I've been blessed to work with a lot of these guys you know and these guys are obviously sometimes I pinch myself you know, and I, you know this is real you know like mm-hmm like, it's just, it's just, because it just, you know, obviously, you know, I still got a long way to go when it comes to music and when it comes to my really? business, you know, it just, it's unst- like, you never stop, you know, but like to be able to build this relationship with a lot of guys that you look up to, that you, that you, and you got introduced to them via a video online. And now you're actually having a face-to-face conversation, having dinner with them, you know, exchanging phone numbers, texting each other. Hey, how you been, especially through this pandemic, you know? Yeah, like we kept in touch with a lot of the guys, you know, just to check on them because there's a lot of people. They believe it or not, you know, that they're they're worse situations than you are because of you know their country are like you like like you said yourself, an extreme 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 lockdowns, you know. And yeah. obviously, you know, these guys live on day to day, or gig by gigs, you know. So actually, you know, you build bonds with a lot of these people, and uh, and yeah, man, it's been a blessing to be honest to be able to work with a lot of these legends, and uh, you know, and and artists that you look up to so you know and it comes to everybody not just you know my scene you know the trans techno progressive it's just like a lot of dubstep guys you know that you know they're really good you know entrepreneurs artists you know that it's a blessing to work with a lot of these guys you know so
0: i agree and and that's one of the things that got me it's i mean uh got me sad with some some of my homies because their basic income comes from touring and once that lockdown started, like you know, I always keep an eye on some of my dubstep homies. Like m- most importantly, my fr- my homies, steps Shout out to those guys, Josh and Pat. They, these they, those guys mentor me a little bit and show me the ropes. And I keep in touch with them. Those guys are amazing. Um, Company, Wooly, Adair, like even my my closest friend, Nitty Gritty. Like those guys, like it it sent me the fact that you know, like. That's the only income, because I, I've talked about this before. When you're a music producer or, or a DJ, however you want to label yourself, your main income comes from touring and DJing. It doesn't come from music. Like music only gives you, it was a, like pennies, pennies per per stream, per view or something like that. And then you don't get that actual money. You get that money a year after it's released. And then you have to divide all that money with the label, with the reps and everything, and you end up getting yourself a three hundred dollar check. So, all right So, oh, like I always check them out and ask them, like, yo, like you good guys, you good? Like, you need anything? Like, you want to stay over or you need something? They're all they're always okay, man. But you know, it sent me the fact that you know this whole pandemic shit, and then their business got like cut off, and it had to be hard for them, you know.
1: Of course, of course.